0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, May 14th edition of Locked On Panthers part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL. Anywhere you listen to podcasts and their Twitter page at Pods, And don't forget to also check out the CrossCheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room. Change it away. We talk sports. So the Locked On Podcast Network, like I said in the previous episode with Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning, that the Locked On Podcast Network is doing crossover specials for each round of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. And if this is your first time hearing this, then you're listening to part two instead of part one of my conversation with Adam Danker. So before you listen to this episode, make sure to go back to yesterday's episode, part one of my conversation with Adam Danker. So welcome to part two for those who have already listened to part one. Today, we're going to talk about with Adam Danker, of course, the upcoming series between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, the first ever Battle of Florida Playoffs Series. And for the last few days, we haven't had any really updates on the schedule until yesterday morning. So the, floor, the NHL has announced the schedule for the first round of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs for the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the schedule goes as followed. Game one will be on Sunday, March, excuse me May, sixteenth at seven thirty in Sunrise. Game two will be on Tuesday, May eighteenth at eight p.m. in Sunrise. Game three will be at six thirty an earlier puck drop at the Emily Arena. Game four will be on Saturday, a twelve thirty matinee matchup in Tampa Bay. Game five will be on. Monday, May 24th, a time to, de- to be determined, if necessary, in Sunrise. Game 6, back in Tampa Bay on the 26th, to be determined. And Game 7 will be Friday, May 28th, if necessary, in Sunrise, Florida. Time to be determined. So it's almost here. The Florida Panthers will have five days in between games from their last game against Tampa Bay where they won 4 to nothing against the Tampa Bay Lightning who didn't really have a lot of their players play and John Cooper announced yesterday morning that Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos are nearing a return to play and it was something we most of us expected and something that Adam and I spoke about but at the time of that recording we didn't have an official schedule nor a definite update on Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos. So let's get back to our conversation with the host of the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast,
1: Adam Danker. All right. So we kind of spent the whole last part talking about, you know, storylines around our teams, you know, weaknesses. Like I said in the last episode, that really not a lot of weaknesses for Florida, more so. A lot for my Tampa Bay lightning uh, and then we kind of went all over the place with rankings and all that stuff, how the season series went. So on today's episode or I guess part two of our segment talking about our teams uh we'll we'll be talking about matchups. We'll be talking about you know predictions oh everybody loves predictions um and and Arbondo, you you think i you know where I'm going with my prediction. I don't think you do. Uh, i i always like to surprise people but Mm. so why don't we just jump into the matchups uh first off um so for your team for for who is you know obviously with kucherov coming back for my guys i got i got headman coming back andre palat uh he is kind of iffy right now but let's operate under the assumption that he is coming back uh Goodrow is probably not going to be in on this series, at least. Uh, but having all said that and with an X amount of players. So why don't before I ask you this question with matchups I did on my last episode of Lockdown Lightning, I spoke about, you know, the projected lineups for this upcoming series. So to kind of give you of a better idea of what your guys might be up against, I'll just throw out the lines for you and then you could kind of go off that. So the first line would be Palat, Point, Stamkos. Uh, Second would be Kalorn, Gord, Kucherov. Uh, I actually had Maroon on the third line. I thought in the last couple of games, Cooper actually playing him up higher actually kind of was helping the team spread kind of its grit across almost every line at that point. So Maroon, Johnson, and Coleman, and then Walcott, uh, Daniel Walcott, who is probably now my new favorite Tampa Bay Lightning player, uh, just with the way he's played. Granted, it's only one one game at the NHL level. And then you could flip-flop Matthew Joseph and Mitchell Stevens out for that last center spot in the fourth line. And then Alex Baraboulet, uh, flip-flop him out with Ross Colton. So just with that lineup in front of you, and we'll get up to the defensemen if you want to in just a little bit, but who are you looking from your your Florida Panthers, who are you looking for to kind of shut those guys down? You know, we spoke about Keith Yandel a little bit there, how he's kind of been a liability uh, there. But um, I could see him as a guy just based off of what I've seen as a guy who could potentially step up and kind of of make things difficult for my guys. But who else are you looking for to step up um, in this situation?
0: When it comes to facing up against the Stanley Cup champions, you got to try to intimidate them as much as you can and get into their heads. And that's something that I thought that happened in the very last series. And Patrick Hornquist didn't play in the last series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. He hasn't played in like a week and a half. So if Hornquist does come back in this series against Tampa Bay, that will be a huge addition to this lineup. And in practice today, in the practice lines, he's on the third line with Alex Weinberg. Frank Petrano. and it's just about it just comes down to physicality with the opposition you have Mackenzie Weger who's a seventh round pick who's not he's not going to win the Norse trophy but he's at least going to be in the top 10 based on based on final not finalists but if you want inside the top 10 of of recommendations and considerations for the Norse and with with that Throwing, throwing the body when you need to finishing your checks and intimidating them, and that's what I believe. I'm looking for someone like a Mackenzie Weger I'm looking at someone like a Radical Gudas who who is just super physical and just and same thing with a Carter VerHage who's been, who's facing against his former team, and you know he you know Carter VerHage wants this, and of course the Tampa Bay Lightning want to do the same thing back where they said, okay, we, of course we're going to keep you, but we, we want to show you that this, we're still the, the Tampa Bay Lightning want to show Carter Hague Hagee that they're still the top dogs, but I'm looking for also a Nolachari who, who, who missed a little bit of time this season, but he is, when it comes to not allowing shots to get on the goalie. He's one of the best shot blockers on this team. Alex Wenberg as well, with his playoff experience, seeing the Lightning before. That that's another one. And a disappointing player who I believe can possibly turn around is a Nikita Gusev, who was a player acquired by the Florida Panthers at the trade deadline via a free agent signing with contract termination from the New Jersey Devils, who was the MVP of the KHL during his time there and maybe he gets to pick it back up. And Owen Tippett, he's a former 10th overall pick who is now starting to find his groove being in the top six. And when Owen Tippett is in the top six, he has a higher percent chance of succeeding. Obviously, you're with better players. And I think Coach Q is starting to figure out that Owen Tippett and the top six, especially with Sam Bennett, and Jonathan Huberto and I don't know if Tampa Bay Lightning fans know the nickname of the Huberto Bennett line it's called the 911 line based on their (laughs) jersey numbers so so yeah so they've been working so well together and at one point Duclair was on that because before going back on the first so I think Owen Tippett is in a very good situation based on the line he's in and that is gonna help improve his play and a lot of fans believe it or not gave up on Owen Tippett early coach Q didn't and the him being placed on the second line is starting to pay dividends as of right now.
1: Yeah. And, and who is one player from the lightning? Are, are you if let, let's say your coach Q and you're drawing up the the game plan uh, leading up to the upcoming matchup. Is there one player on Tampa that you're honing in on or you you're just looking for a top to bottom kind of shut down or, or right in point or, break okay no hesitation <laughs> now is that based off of what he's done this season or what you saw in the last postseason uh I mean everybody's familiar by now with what Braden Point did last postseason but is that just based off of you know you're still there's still not a lot of stock in the in the Kucherov Stamkos returns is that mm-hmm. part of it maybe maybe the Stamkos and Kucherov uh not playing this season has
0: a little bit to do with that I mean I believe it was 128 points that Kucherov had two seasons ago on, yeah. in, a, in a contract year. Yeah, And I I think with, and I've seen Braden Point score an overtime goal in person against the Florida Panthers in Amelie Arena. I, I was in person for a game in 2018 over there. So I, I've known about Braden Point's play for a while now. And if it weren't Victor Hedman winning the Conn Smythe, I think Braden Point would have been second in line in, in the whole playoffs, with how Braden Point has played, he's he was just everywhere, and he he's just been that a staple on that first line, and yeah, Braden Point is definitely my player to watch, and if you can stop Braden Point, it, it, behind Braden Point is Victor Hedman. A, a, because even though like because victor hedman he is an elite passer my goodness he knows how to find the open teammate and he is he's and two-way game for victor hedman he it's not just his passing ability he knows how to get in people's faces he knows when to not extend his body too much and to get out of position as well but Braden point's number one
1: okay uh i liked how you didn't hesitate not one bit with Braden point um and and I did speak about that on my last show that the other thing that kind of ties in with all the hundred things that I've listed off, not only here, but as well as on my show alone, that the Lightning need to do against your Panthers is, is there's certain players that need to step up. And Braden Point is certainly one of them. And uh, as well as guys like Alex Corn and Tyler Johnson, who really are, in my mind, playing for a spot on this team for next season because let's face it, one of these guys eventually is gonna have to go. Um, That's just the nature of the beast that we're dealing with right now. Stonks, memes, rocket
0: ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest for the average client their tax loss harvesting can be more than the cover of the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first five thousand managed for free for life. Go to wellfront.com slash locked NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash lockdown NHL. To start growing your savings, go to wellfront.com slash lockdown NHL and get started today.
1: Um, are you looking now on the other side of that, are you looking for 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 which player on your team are you looking for to kind of take charge? Now, obviously, there's the obvious answer and Alexander Barkov. Um, there's Anthony Duclair, who has been having an incredible resurgence in his career over the last couple of years. Jonathan Huberdu. Uh, the one guy that I kind of look at, and we could kind of transition, in, I guess, towards maybe, you know, my team as well. The one guy that I'm kind of honing in in on with the Panthers is Frank Vetrano who has been I think a lightning killer all season long especially early on in the season Uh, that's the guy I think if Panther fans are looking at who they kind of want to turn to it's definitely number 77 Um, and and on the other side of that I really think that that third line defensive pairing if, if we're going by third line forwards for you guys as well as third line defensive pairing I think that Mikhail sergachev really needs to step up as well as eric chernak i think these two guys especially eric chernak who has been dinged up here and there let's make no mistake about it but eric chernak really needs to prove himself in this playoff there's been a couple number of times this year where he's he's not making just you know there's there's two things in hockey and we've heard it you know us who who do this on a daily basis there's two types of mistake in the games of hockey. There's, there's the physical mistakes, guys getting out skated just for, because they're the lesser skater or guys not being able to to do whatever the case may be. And then there's mental mistakes. And Eric Chernak has, as well as Mikhail Sergachev, they have made their fair share of mental mistakes this year. And that's something that they really need to kind of do away with immediately. And I think that, um, especially the frustration that goes in with Eric Chernak um, him being able to shut down Frank for uh, Frank Fertrano. I think if he does that, I think all things are forgiven. Um, obviously the guy that I really w- look forward to, to kind of just kind of shut down your team in general is Andre Vasilevsky. I think we can't talk about defensive uh, things here on this, this Tampa Bay segment of stuff without mentioning Vasilevsky. I think that, as of late, he's looked human, you know, for the most part, all season long, he's got on these stretches where he has been basically like a video game goaltender, it's, you know, the kind of one that you go into and you just bump up all the sliders up to 99. Um, but the Panthers have figured him out. Uh, we stayed on the last episode that they've done a very good job of getting on him early and kind of somewhat overwhelming him. But if everything clicks in this playoff series, that's going to be a different story. But then again, you know, in the last last year's playoff run up to the cup finals, um, Vasilevsky was doing a lot um, to really carry this team. And he's really going to need to do that once again this year because, you know, like we've stated, and I'm sure my Lightning fans that are listening are kind of sick of it at this point uh, in this in these two segments that we've been doing, but or actually these two part episodes, what it really comes down to is that uh, guys haven't been doing their job in front of him, and Andre Vasileski kind of needs to carry this team, which unfortunately doesn't always pan out well for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I'm with you
0: there. And with, and but also with the game of hockey, the number one factor to winning is your goaltending. Yeah. And sure, the depth of the Florida Panthers is better than the Tampa Bay Lightning at this point in time. Yeah. but when you have when you have a guy like Andre Vasilevsky there, you know, and he could shut it down whenever he can. So I'm not going to take Vasilevsky too lightly, or lightly at all. Yeah, in in this type of playoff series, sure. In the last series, he gave up a few questionable goals. I mean, some of them were off bounces, some of them were right. just off the blocker side, just under his yeah. under his arm. But you know, you have a few there. The regular season finale was on Monday. Game one is unofficially set for Sunday, as of this recording. And there's a lot of time to rest. There's a lot of time to think. There's a lot of time to watch tape. There's a lot of time for all of that. And I, I think when the team, the two teams put the pads on, the both teams will be ready. And on the opposite side, Sergey Borovsky, it, it looks like he's going to start game one versus... The Tampa Bay Lightning. While Vasilevsky, I don't see a single reason to put Curtis McElhaney or Christopher Gibson. Even if Mac, even if Vasilevsky gives up five goals, I still wouldn't start the other two in the in the other games because Vasilevsky just gives you the best chance to win, regardless of performance. You rather yeah. have a not so uh, you rather have a shaky
1: Vasilevsky
0: than the best of
1: McElhaney or Christopher Gibson. Right, absolutely. And that's no knock against Gibson nor McElhinney. Now, we the Lightning kind of got spoiled last season with having Curtis McElhaney, who by NHL standards at that point in time could have been a starter on a number of teams. Uh, And to kind of go to that guy and not have to kind of ride your star goaltender like they had to do this season, uh really helped this team going forward into the playoffs uh vasileski played every single second of every single playoff game last season um and and that's not even you know remember the first game that he played in that whole playoff run was that five ot game against columbus so you know he already kind of got off to a crazy start with that and he had a lot of miles on him now this year with the frequency of the schedule Uh, Things are a little different. John Cooper can't really ride that 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 stallion as much as he would like to. And that was forced to kind of have Curtis McElhinney. And that kind of what ties in with his with his unfortunate, you know, play this season That kind of ties in what we spoke about in the last episode with practice not really being a big factor and having to figure out a lot of things on the fly in NHL games in actual games this season. And that's not what Curtis McElhinney is all about. He's about going into the lab, working on some things in practice and with the, you know, starting the season off where uh, if, if, you know, hockey fans remember, I believe when there really wasn't a preseason, it was basically just kind of squad a, in practice this day and then squad B would come in Curtis McElhaney doesn't flourish off that he needs everything kind of the way it is and unfortunately that's what we got this year was things not clicking the right way for Curtis McElhinney so yeah if we're having a conversation on Sunday that or at all in this playoff series that Vasilevsky might get pulled from a game um we got big issues I doubt Um, it and really what it comes down to with Vasilevsky as well, like I'm not going to stand here and say, you know, Vasilevsky's going to win us every game. He needs to win us every game. Now um, this is a team effort and part, a large part of Vasilevsky's play is having guys like Hedman in front of him, having a healthy John Ruta in front of him, having Luke Shen kind of sub out here and there between Ruta, because let's face it, John Ruta has also struggled with, with, with staying healthy since he's come to the lightning. Um, uh, and, and having also Ryan McDonough, who has been one of the anchors of this, the, this, uh, that second line defensive core over the last couple of seasons. And I really think that was part of the reason why we saw Vasilezzi kind of get it almost mob rushed the way he did against Florida, because he didn't have Hedman. He didn't have McDonough. Um, So that kind of, you know, and I, and if you're, if you know, my lightning fans know that I'm not the one to make excuses, I I expected Vasilevsky to kind of rise to the occasion and unfortunately that didn't happen. But like you said, little crazy bounces here and there led to a couple of weird goals. Um, But yeah, if if Vasilevsky has those guys like McDonough, he has a healthy Edmund uh Savard and McDonough could click and if Chernak and Sergachev could kind of do what they're supposed to do I see no reason why not but at the same time none of that's going to make a damn difference if they don't score goals which they have also struggled to do in the last three games as well um so I you know you you were saying before how you're looking to shut down Braden Point um and on the other side of that i agree you should be looking to put him down because guess what he has something to prove he has a chip on his shoulder and he may not come out and say it john cooper may not come out and say it but he's upset with the way he's played and and that kind of goes back to what i said before in the last episode how he really you know we really want to do i really want to do a deep dive on you know really where all these goals coming from because let's face it braden point hasn't scored a lot of big time goals really I mean, he has, let's face it, but not really when this team has desperately needed. And guys like that, like Yanni Gord, like, like Blake Coleman and Matthew Joseph, and even some of the other young guns like, like uh, Alex Bareboulet they need to step up. And Alex Killorn. They need to step up and really carry the load because, listen, 91 and 86 aren't going to win these games for you. It's going to be a whole 23-man effort out there. I want to segue to 91 and 86
0: how do you feel how do you feel the chemistry is going to be with them being inserted back to the lineup do you think it's going to be immediate? Do you think it's going to take a game or two do you do you think it's going to take a period? What do you think about that?
1: i see this is you you could you could answer this question anyone, not even me, but anyone could answer this question either way because we could look at what happened in the Stanley Cup Finals last season. Uh, in game three with Stamkos where he came back scored a goal and everything was great um having said that I mean he is when he is healthy Steven Stamkos is probably in my opinion one of the top five best players in the league and a lot of people don't realize that maybe because of you know his injury history where you don't really get to see a lot of Steven Stamkos if you're not a lightning fan or if you don't follow this team closely um or maybe because Tampa's in the market, they're in, let's face it, Tampa's in a warm weather state. So, you know, they're not going to get a lot of love as opposed to maybe a Connor David or an Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby, of course. But Steven Stamkos is one of the best players in the league, hands down. Um, you don't just make an NHL uh, video game cover on a fluke. But anyway, <laughs> um, I agree. So I, I, I think that what it comes, it, it's really you're, it's just a wait and see attitude right now. Because mm-hmm. these guys, the, the situations are, aren't are normal where these guys are going to be able, you know, granted with a long week now, we might be able to get to see some sort of chemistry flowing. I, I mean, let's face it, these guys have been playing with each other for years now also as well. So you still have that that chemistry that's already been instilled there. But when it comes out onto the ice... Uh, especially nikita kucherov who hasn't really played in a live nhl game and i don't expect john cooper at all to have any sort of live simulated games really out there other than drills and practice from now until sunday um so really i think Stamkos. it will probably take a couple of shifts kucherov i would probably um if you don't see any big time things out of him uh in game 1 definitely see what he does in game 2 cuz that's really what's going to be important yeah that he's gotten his feet wet in game 1 uh game 1 out of Kucherov just see how he's moving out there in the ice uh just his positioning uh is he standing still watching the puck or is he constantly moving his feet because that's where you could really kind of get a get a grasp on how a guy is mentally just by his body language out there on the ice
0: it's funny because Kutrov i feel a little bit differently about because really because it's not necessarily about speed or defending but it's also about positioning too if he's positioned correctly he has a rocket of a one-timer shot from the right face off circle the goalie's left and if he's positioned correctly even if he's still a little hobbled if he's not 100% even when he comes back he he especially on the power play he's he's definitely one who could really get one by because he He's one of the best from that right side. Yeah. So if, he's, if he has a not-so-great start, but he gets one off just one good shift, then honestly, sometimes that's just what matters for, yeah. for a guy like Kucherov.
1: And, and I think what the Lightning are going to do, um, spoiler alert, with Kucherov especially um, in, these, in these first couple of games or just in the series in general – I think they're going to use him almost as a decoy um, if if they don't think he has it to start off because that's what they did with Stamkos uh, very briefly. Obviously, he he only played six minutes in that one game he played last year in the Cup Finals, but uh, they also did this with Kucherov throughout most of the run, uh, which actually led to a lot of Braden Point success. Was they used Kucherov as kind of a decoy and the opposing teams kind of focused in on him, which allowed. The lightning to kind of get other guys going, um, which you know I've I, I think I've talked to you off enough about it at this point in, in our in our discussion about these two teams is that how the other guys need to get going. So I think really you know Kucherov will get his goals eventually. Let's make no mistake about it; he's too talented not to score at all in this series. But I think he's really going to be setting other guys up because you know we make so much of a point about Kucherov being a great scorer. But not a lot is talked about how great of a passer he is, how 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 great his vision is on the ice and how well he could set up his teammates for scoring chances. And and I really think that's what it's going to come down to is that if he could get his teammates going, the confidence is going to be flowing all around the ice and on the bench. And then that's when the opportunities are really going to open up for for 86.
0: Yeah. And you use the proper word for for Kucherov and that's decoy. You might have multiple defenders draw to him, and then someone could be left wide open right in front of the net, and you just never know what could happen there yeah. as well. So, and th- you know, even if he's again, he's even if he's not a hundred percent, just the name that's out there on the ice. Yeah, you no, know, you know, they know who he is. They know his. They know his reputation around the league of how well he could just score. So, that 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 makes a difference, and there's a different confidence level when you have when you have a guy who scored 120-something points just two seasons ago. And just, yeah, that's, that decoy is the right word for that. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? Is the peanut butter brownie. If you've tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carb. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and just five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carb. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your first order. Use promo code BLOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, nhl and all your ufc slash mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up for bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts, use the promo code locked on. So Adam, do you wanna do you wanna get into predictions? Why don't um, we?
1: I, I think we've kind of uh, put it off long enough. Um yeah, so why don't you start first?
0: All right. So like I said in the previous episode, I think home ice means more. To the Florida Panthers than it does the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe this series will start with the Tampa Bay Lightning stealing a game, not sure which one, in Sunrise. And then the Florida Panthers will steal one back at Emily Rio. And then this one, the rest of the way, is gonna go seven. Game seven's in game seven would be in Florida. And I think. I said this on my Panther Parkway roundtable episode yesterday, but which, is, which will actually come out after this one. So premature, premature spoiler for, for that one. I think the Panthers win this in seven. And not only seven, in overtime in game oh, wow. seven. With Alexander Barkov or Frank Vitrano scoring the game-winning goal. Frank Vitrano has seven game-winning goals this year. And I think he could, if it's, even if it's not game seven, I think Frank Petrano can get one of those game winning goals, Mr. Clutch.
1: I think that, you know, it's funny because all my listeners and, and and I think now, you know, this kind of really being the first time you and I have really spoken um, face to face. And when I mean that, I mean that loosely with zoom, but um, I'm kind of a, Expect the worst, hope for the best with this team. And I've been like that since day one. And I, especially with this year, I've expected the Lightning to almost be that team because I, let's face it, most of the time, especially against your Panthers, they've been playing from behind. Um, I fully expect the Lightning, uh, barring some, you know, complete 180 in that game, to lose game one. Uh, I, I think the Lightning are still trying to find their identity, and that's really what they did last season. And really, as unfortunate as it was for the COVID situation going on in the world, having the lockdown, that was really a great time for the Lightning to to recuperate and, and kind of find themselves and kind of just get all um, – you know, settled. And and I think that what this week is going to do is kind of along the same lines with that, is that this long layoff is going to allow them to recuperate as well as kind of find themselves. But I don't think they get it right away in game one. I think that they drop game one. They're still trying to kind of... They're, they're, they're putting their foot in the pool. They're just not committed to jumping in right away. So, and I think game one is the game you you spoke about how they steal one. I think really it's going to be, it's going to come down to an OT winner because let's face it. And and we kind of teased this on Twitter the other day, how the lightning love, love to play playoff OT games. I mean, they played in five last season, last playoffs. So uh, like I said to you, I mean, prepare the coffee because it's going to be a, a couple of, if not more late nights during this series. Um, so I think the lightning will steal game two as game three, I think that's a toss up. And I think it's pretty, it's a stereotypical thing to say uh, in our line of work that really who wins game three uh, will could go very well, go on and dictate the rest of the series. Um, I think, you know, with only 7,000 fans, which is roughly 37% capacity at this point in time at, at Amelie, I I think that the lightning are going to go out there. I think, you know, maybe from now until then, I think owner Jeff Finnick, I think he he has been doing a very good job with kind of easing back into things with the fans at Amelie. But I think um at some point later this week he'll make a conscious decision to open up the arena more. Um and maybe depending on that energy that the fans bring. Cause let's face it, Tampa fans, I mean you've been to a game at Amelie, you know how crazy Lightning fans get um i could definitely see a scenario where this team i mean they feed off the energy that the lightning fans bring into this into the arena so um game three has all the makings especially if the lightning win the win game two they could definitely kind of steal that one as well even though it is in their home arena um as for the eventual come outcomes i kind of have two and it's because of the situation surrounding them now if the panthers were to win this series i firmly believe it will be in five okay that means the lightning have really lost their mojo they they ha- are going to their same old bag of tricks and nothing is working for them stamkos and kucherov aren't working and unfortunately the deaf players haven't stepped up if the lightning win this series it's going to be 100 percent in seven <laughs> and, okay uh, i i think that really so what it comes down to, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Lightning win the series, but in seven, it's gonna be almost in the same exact scenario that you pick your Panthers to win in, which is OT, or I could see even a late goal um, coming in there. But really, it, it's I think we're gonna change our tune with our outcomes as the series progressive and bo- progresses, and we might have to do another crossover from now until then. Because listen, it, if especially with the amount of OT that might happen, whether it's one OT or three OTs here and there, um, that's going to wear on guys. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Florida Panthers can adjust to that and and come back a game or two, a day or two later and play another game. You know, the lightning have been through this. Like I said before, you're pretty much for the exception of a f- couple of players here and there, you're getting back that same crew you got from last year and having this long layoff, especially with guys like Hedman who haven't really played the last couple of games and, and Stamkos Kucherov and a couple other guys, you're having guys who are having some extra time off coming into this series. And especially with these upcoming OT games, and I'm hundred sh- percent sure John Cooper has taken that into account with that possibly being a factor that, yeah, um, I'm I'm very curious to see how your Panthers are going to be able to handle those big time playoff OT moments, especially against a grizzled Veteran core, who—that's almost second nature to them now.
0: I see your thought process there. I'll—I'll—I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because of the confidence that the Florida Panthers have right now at this point in time, over the Tampa Bay Lightning and Andre Vasilevsky, that momentum matters, and yeah. if they win both home games in games one and two, then it could be with winning two home games prior not saying it's smooth sailing that's not the right word to use but they'll go on the road into Amalie arena where they won twice this season and they'll feel more confident of course it's a different environment yeah and that will that'll help them get get one and of course i don't expect them to sweep on the road not at all that that'll be foolish of me to think but hey it could happen but and then closing it out at home and then yes correct the experience is there and th- this is also an opportunity for the florida panthers that yes they haven't been there before but again if you want to be the best you got to beat the best and yes yeah. i can i can completely i completely understand why you think seven on on the road because like you said earlier they played in environments like the, the toronto bubble for the first two rounds before traveling to edmonton and they were that that was a grind for yeah. For a Stanley Cup run like that, where you're away from your family, socially distant from everyone you the only place you could go is the hotel and the arena at that time and in you know for players, you have to be really not only physically built but mentally built throughout all that whole yeah to um toronto slash edmonton bubble, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have proven that, and i could I could totally see why you. If the Lightning win, it would be in seven on
1: your end. Yeah. And and the one thing that does work in your favor, if, let's face it, there's probably going to be one or two overtime games in this series. I, I think that's probably a given at this point. More than Especially, likely. Um, the one thing that I could tell you from experience, and this goes not only towards the Lightning, but as well as the Panthers, uh and this really what it comes down to uh because you said before goaltending is key in the playoffs um the one thing that i saw that really believe it or not um and it was too early to tell but in the off season i i kind of sat down and I rewatched games that first game against columbus in which they went 5 OT, um basileski up into that point before the lockdown was struggling, the whole team was struggling, and you could tell it was starting to wear down on him mentally. Now, that, that time off coupled with how that first game went and the circumstances surrounding it, I mean, that was a very intense game, just like this series will be as well. Um, OT games are the perfect opportunity for a goaltender like brabowski like a, like a Vasilevsky, to kickstart their postseason run. Uh, to be that guy who is going to be in put up incredible stats, possibly en route to a cup win or a cup final appearance. So, um, you know, I, as, as much as I'm looking forward to the lightning getting into OT games, because they do have that experience at the same time, you want to be cautiously optimistic because of what, especially if the Panthers do come out on the winning side of those games what that could do for your goaltender going forward in the series so you know that it's the type of situation where if the panthers come out of a very tough overtime win bravovsky could easily come back in the following game and pitch a shutout but that could be the same the same could be said for andre Vasilevsky. so um you know we we've been really been talking about certain guys on our respective teams who, who could score, who, who, who could defend well, who could do all the right things. But at the end of the day, um, our goaltenders are really going to dictate where this series goes. And, and that makes me nervous, but that also excites me because of what I have personally seen, not only from Bobovsky a couple of years back where he did single-handedly almost beat the lightning, which I mean, he did, let's face it. He's, he was the contributing factor to them getting swept, but, um at the same time uh i fully expect this to kind of kickstart or light light the fire underneath vasilevsky as well I, i'm i'm with you there and and
0: the florida panthers just five years ago and they're in this core's first appearance together in a playoff series they went through three double overtime games and they lost all of them a lot has changed since yeah and that was when they're. Really, they were they were really inexperienced this time. There's more experience, and of course, on the the opposition is way more experienced than them, based on success and appearances. Because the last time the Tampa Bay Lightning missed the playoffs was, I believe, 2013, mm-hmm. and the Florida Panthers have had spurts where they haven't made it. They went 12 years from 2000 to 2012, not even making the playoffs. Oh, one of the one of the longest droughts in NHL history and so you know this is their opportunity to i don't know if getting their feet wet is the proper term but this is their opportunity to really show the world that when they made it into the playoffs in the 2016 season that it wasn't that course peak this is right. the, this is their this is their time to to show that it that this this can this
1: team can make a long playoff run and honestly honestly adam
0: yeah either of these two teams can make a long playoff run
1: yeah and i mean that just not just goes for our two teams but um just any team in the nhl i mean it's i uh we said it before seedings don't count um i mean we've seen it in years past what what that does i mean a, a five versus a 12 and and so on um I I mean, we could be sitting here in a a couple of months or so, whether it's either of our teams or maybe another team, uh, we could be talking very well about how Nashville made a run to the cup finals, how they, they, they dropped Carolina and then they, they steamrolled one of over one of us. So, um, you know, that's the thing about the NHL playoffs is that, I mean, it it really, it's really a crapshoot. It's, it's, picking trying to predict who a winner is going to be in the long run is almost more difficult than just picking a, a name out of a hat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm excited for this. I'm glad that we sort of have gone back to sort of some somewhat normalcy with fans in in arenas and actually playing at our home arenas instead of having to worry about things being not only at another arena that neither of our teams play in, but in another country so that's Mm -hmm. that's the good thing about this whole playoff and i think that's what's really generating a lot of the buzz as well obviously other than the fact that you know our two teams are playing each other for the first time in the playoffs um but yeah this is i would definitely we definitely got to get back together uh as things kind of progress and kind of unfold whether and and you know I will I will make sure if you guys do end up topping my lightning. I will make sure to to get out all my frustrations and all my stuff out on my own show instead of bringing all that negativity towards you. <laughs> um, because I will I 100% that. do that. I will 100% do that without a doubt. Uh so, you know, that's that that will turn into a a support group on on Locked on lightning. Um but yeah, um Sorry, are, are you, is there maybe one guy on your team? And I guess we'll end things here. Um, and I know this is like a long stretch, but who is your too early to pick um, Constant consmite Trophy winner from your team?
0: Wow. You, you threw me a curveball there. Uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan Huberto. I'm going to go with him because even though he had a few stretches this season where he was just quiet especially when Alexander Barkov was hurt when what I've seen with Jonathan Huberto as soon as Sam Bennett has been inserted into the second line then then I can see Jonathan Huberto just he he's able to do both the distributing and the scoring he's just able to find ways he had two highlight real plays this yeah. season in two different games where he had a few spinorama passes that led to goals. One was to Alec Wenberg against Carolina. I f- I forgot what the second one was, but it, it was another spinorama for for a goal. And he was just an an elite passer. And I, I would say Jonathan huberdo on mine. But before I get to yours, before your con pick, two two times in the last decade, an an A seed has made it to the Stanley Cup final. The the L.A. Kings in one of their years that they went to the mm-hmm. Cup final and the other one was nashville so when when they made it to the cup final against pittsburgh so you yeah. wanted to put that point in there Seth, about seeding not really yeah. mattering but who's your
1: con Smythe prediction if you were to pick uh that's a good question um it, it, you know w- with our team uh, with the lightning it's just it, it it's it's the depth is you, you could, you know, the easy choices are obviously Vasilevsky, Hedman, who won it last season, last year, Point. Um. You, I Ideally, I would really like to be sitting there at the end of the, at the end of the playoff run uh, if they do repeat and saying that, well, Braden Point's going to be the consmive trophy winner. But uh, the one guy I could definitely see going off just because he has had a fantastic season. He is, his play has really taken a large, um, large leap uh, since last season and a large part of that has to do because of the playoff run is Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord has been really the unsung hero for this team all season long, where last season with Stamkos out, uh, it was Alex Kalorn. Alex Kalorn had a season high in goals and you know, that didn't really translate well to the playoffs. Uh, for the most part, Alex Korn was pretty much a non-factor as well as other guys. And Yanni Gord was that scrappy guy who could kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh he could fight, he could score goals, he could he could pass, he could score points. And he's continued to do that this season. And, you know, all that being on the third and second line and really with, you know, and that's why could, Coach Cooper ends up playing that third line, starting that third line every game is because he could rely on Barkley, Goodrow, Coleman and and uh and Gord. So um I think Gord is really going to take his level up his game up to another level uh in this series and as well as as this playoff run if, if they go as far as i hope they do
0: oh that's definitely a name that i'll be looking into throughout this uh first round playoff series so adam this was a great conversation Two, this was, great, this was yeah. uh this two-part conversation and le- let's go let's uh yeah, let's, let's do it let's i'm, I'm excited the, the, this is great for the sport, and I'm excited mostly for the sake of the sport, for the sake of being a Floridian <laughs> as well that th- this, this market is going to experience it for the first time. It, because also in basketball in the NBA, the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat have never faced in the playoffs neither. so in yeah in this in, the, in this one of the four professional sports, they, they've never had it in the NBA nor NHL, and those are two sports that happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. so this is great for this region so i'm excited Yeah.
1: yeah absolutely and and with hopefully things kind of turning back to normal in terms of the divisions i mean this could make for the next three four years being uh absolute dogfight obviously with you know toronto and montreal and boston getting back thrown into the mix um with with our two teams going at it now and then you know, ten things are only going to escalate from here. Uh, we could definitely see things getting crazy over the next couple of years,
0: for sure. And for my listeners, if they want to follow you and follow your show, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You could find the Locked On Lightning Twitter page at lo underscore lightning. Uh, you could find us on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. You could give me a follow at on Twitter at Dank Dank, which is D-E-N-K-Y-D-8NK uh, on Twitter. I I really just tweet about anything and everything. I mean, I'm just probably the most random sports personality that you could think about on there. I, I tweeted about Nick Jonas's new album the other day. <laughs> so that that shows you like how crazy. And then I immediately tweeted about hockey. So that shows you how all over the place I am. And for my lightning listeners, uh, where can they find you?
0: They can find me on Twitter at Mondo Man Twelve. They can follow the show account at L O underscore FL8 Panthers. And something about Adam and I. We're rivals in baseball where I'm a Marlins fan and he's a Mets fan. So sometimes we might go back and forth on our personal accounts about uh, Marlins and Mets. So yeah. check check. Follow both of us so you can see some, yeah, definitely. a little bit of that. So Yeah, thank definitely. You. Thank you once again, Adam, for doing hey, thank this. Thank you. With
1: me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And thank you once again to Adam Danker, the host of the Locked on Lightning podcast, for doing this crossover, two-part crossover special with myself as we discuss this first round, first ever Battle of Florida playoff series between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And thank you, the listener, for listening to this as well. And this isn't even the last episode of the week. Make sure to keep an eye out for or an ear for part two of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion because it's playoff time, baby. I know the Locked On Podcast Network is a Monday through Friday format, but I got permission from my managers at Locked On to provide you content over the weekends during the Florida Panthers playoff run so keep an ear out for more episodes recapping games possibly bringing on some guests onto the show and make sure to follow the page at LO underscore FLA Panthers for more content on the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs don't forget to also listen to the national show Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire, and Mary Clark. And then when you're also done listening to this show, make sure to listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.